Hello and welcome to Organically Growing, an audio experience with the intention to create an inclusive community through the use of interactive storytelling and humor. With a childlike curiosity about human potential, Organically Growing is committed to sharing the best of what we're living and learning while keeping it real. And now for your host. Welcome back, society. Organically growing here. I am your host, Julie Sabi. If you are new here, hello. I am a life enthusiast teaching the art of self-wealth. Sharing our interpretations in an unique way, OG is here to leave you with something to ponder on. As a community, let's inspire, impact, and continue onward. All right, and first, let's get into this episode recap. In the previous episode, We shared a few tips on how to handle the stress of working from home, as well as ways to craft meaningful work instead of finding it. If you have not listened to the previous episode, go ahead, pause this episode, take a listen to the previous episode, and share anything that resonates with you. How you can share, you may ask. All you need to do is take a screenshot, comment with your biggest takeaway via IG story, and tag the OG community page. As a community, we are always planning ways to expand our reach and interact with you all. All you gotta do is stay in the loop and meet me there. All right, and let's get into this week's episode. My mood, the vibe of the week is optimism. We're just trying to be optimistic about going into every single day and doing whatever needs to be done to go to sleep and be like all right a task or two was done although we are being super optimistic this week please note that I am still tired I'm probably never not gonna be tired I think that just comes with the community that I'm a part of but I'm super tired it has been a long 2020 the year has been extremely long but We have three more months to go. It's quarter four. We're revving up everything that we need to do and ensuring that we're just handling business because at the end of the day, we wake up, we're still alive. We got to do something and make our days enjoyable, if you know what I mean now. I am super excited to get into our first talking point today because this is a conversation and a topic that always comes up amongst my friend groups and just something that is always being touched on in a lot of the various podcasts that I listen to and a lot of articles that I read. So I thought that this was just an amazing, amazing talking point to talk about today with you all just so we could just ponder on that together and just continue to thrust ourselves forward. So it is all about attention versus perception. So when it comes to your intentions of doing things and then how it is received by the audience or those that you're presenting your intentions to. So I just wanted to dive into that topic, kind of share a few of my experiences and things that I do just to kind of think and ponder on it myself and then just leaving it all with you in the community to go ahead and ponder as well and hopefully it inspires you to make an impact in your community as well. Today the articles that I will be referencing were found on American Speech Language Hearing Association. 
So if you know me, I have a very spunky personality, but I also have a very dry kind of no fluff, just straight shooter kind of way that I speak. And so this came about through the desire to be more aware of how when I'm working with each other and I'm talking to each individual, how are they taking what I'm saying and is it being conveyed in the way that I am hoping that they're receiving it. So often we do communicate in ways that muddy the very meaning we are trying to convey with our words, but that never is the actual case of what we are trying to do in the end. It's just something that happens to all of us on a day-to-day -day basis. It's kind of something that we'll never technically get to work our way around because we may personally have the best intentions for what we are presenting to the audience, but once you have presented it, it is up to the audience to build their own perception as in what your intentions were to begin with. So then what does being intentional mean, we may ask? When we are intentional, we choose to make decisions and take actions on what's really important to us. These things tend to have a positive impact on our lives and positive impact for our future selves. We hope that it always has positive consequences once you make those intentional steps, but that is one of those things that we sadly cannot know what is going on in the future. So then, to bring it full circle, perception will refer to the set of processes we use personally to make sense of the different stimuli we're presented with. So you present your intentions to an audience and the perception would be the set of processes that the audience uses to make sense of what we are presenting then. This is when we get to the question that is presented in the article. So if we are aware that the perception of the person receiving the message may be different from our original intent, how do we avoid hurt feelings and misunderstandings? Surely it should be possible to convey meaning in a way that is re relatively foolproof. Isn't that right? I think about this personally every single day as someone that can sound very dry, just very straight shooter with the words. It's like, all right, I, I ensure that you can get what you need from the words that I share, but I'm not really a fluff type of person. So people will be like, oh, whenever you interview, go in there, just add a few things in there, make it sound a little good. I literally cannot do that, y'all. All I can share is the knowledge that I have put in this brain or that I have learned with hands-on experience. So it's just so funny that the older I get, the more that you learn about yourself and I literally was like how do people be knowing all this stuff and doing all this and that and it's literally like um some people have the gift of being able to positively manipulate in a good way is what we're going to call it today and some of us are just very blunt when it comes with the way that they speak but we have a way to share things that is very Cut and dry, yes, but there is nothing that you can say that has been added to it to tailor it towards anybody else. It's the truth, that's all you get, no fluff, no nothing added ingredients to the mixture. And like everything else in the world that's deep and complicated, 
it's always a maybe to the answer. It's always a possible yes or a possible no. Because overall, when we talk with each other, we are all coming from different life experiences. And we just have to be aware that we bring our own biases into any given situation, any conversation. And to be honest, in the end, we might have radically different responses to the same message. Sometimes that is the inevitable, but this is when it always comes to showing respect to each other. I always share within the community, we are not here to sit here and be fake and oh, oh yeah, oh. no, it's more so we see the work that we're doing, we're pushing each other, respecting each other, but we don't have the talk every single day, sip tea and all that just to know that we like each other. As adults, we barely have time to focus on ourselves and really reset within ourselves. So the least we can do is just really be able to respect each other and understand and move accordingly around each other. And then once we are in our own spaces, we can do whatever we want because we grown and we get to do that. This is open to anyone at their age, but you know, please take the age requirement and use it as such as you should in that space. Thank you. So then, Jalisa, what we gonna do? Well, the article shares a few great general tips that we can just get started with. One of the best things we can do with any communication, as always, is to be respectful and honest. With that, it can always be figured out and always be communicated through, as well as trying to clear up any miscommunications as soon as possible in a non-confrontational manner. As someone who personally speaks super dry and can just be real straight-faced when I am speaking very dry, I understand that a lot of miscommunication comes from that, so just be sure to sit in that seat of awareness. Once you feel it, be like, oh snap, my bad. <laughs> or if somebody tries to let me know, I just try to fix it in that moment and explain like, hey, I'm good. It's just, I, I make faces, y'all. I am a very animated individual. That's why I'm so excited to eventually start showing face for you all on video that you'll really get to see how bubbly I look behind this microphone because it's hilarious. I move my arms like y'all can see me. Nobody is looking at me. It's just me. It's just me. But I'm pointing out, pointing out to an audience. All right. That's what keeps me piped up. Pointing out, pointing out. All right. Back to it. Another general tip would be open to looking at messages through the viewpoints of others and then revise the messages as needed. We are all from different diverse backgrounds, different age ranges, so whenever you are wanting to speak to a specific audience, make sure that you're niching down, knowing what they like. Go ahead and create a personal avatar of the individuals in the audience. So you can create two. Let's say we make a male avatar and a female avatar. You can give them names, you can give them a hairstyle. It's a little much, a little too much personal detail, but with the avatars, ensure that you have their age range, the gender, what their likes are within this audience. So you can be sure to always tailor all of the things that you are putting your attention behind to have the best messaging so individuals can get the best general perception that you are wanting for them to receive. The best way to do this is to have a few trusted colleagues, buddies, or your own curated personal advisory board to review messages that may be sensitive to get a variety of opinions. Mastermind groups are amazing 
reaching out to various Facebook groups and coming together with those that are in your industry or in your profession or even anything that you are passionate or hobby passionate or have a hobby towards. There are groups for everyone. So be sure to check those out. It has been amazing speaking about this great first topic. We're going to go ahead and get into the break and check right back in with you. Welcome back from that amazing break. That song was Two Step In by John Gibbons. I love music, guys. It is like the law of the land in my head. I have a personal jukebox that goes on and on and on. 365, that whole bang. One day, I'll be sure to put together all the songs that I share with you all in a playlist. But right now, get into these quick little bops throughout the break and go and discover some new music. So, we are going to touch on our next topic, which is going to be the modes of thinking and how they impact performance. The article that will be supporting us in this section will be coming from Forbes and I think that this is just a great topic to touch on because everything that we need comes and starts from our brain aha moment if you were just having an aha moment then um, but everything we have to think through it and it definitely impacts our performance and so let's go ahead and dive in into this topic so to success in today's hyper competitive world depends on what's happening upstairs in that frontal lobe where problem solving creativity and other kind cognitive functions take place forbes conducted research with thousands of managers and individual contributors throughout the world that suggest we need three to four times as many as ideas every day to perform at peak levels in our work Anything less than a constant flow of ideas won't be sufficient as we enter a future of constant change. Now, I believe that we're already in that future of constant change, personally. Just because of the pandemic, it sped up everything. And if any of us were feeling like, okay, we can kind of relax this year and then kind of look more into what we gonna figure out the next year. If that was your plan for 2020, I hope and pray that you really got your foot on somebody neck in your mind that you just really felt the need that you really needed to start this year because we are definitely entering into that future of constant change. I say this because it has been a lot of transitioning during a time of being in home which is very interesting to me i am always thinking about the art of the pivot and the art of the transition and usually i'm thinking it uh, in a sense as being out in the world and it could be a transition between career paths job titles it could be a transition between different states but when you really start thinking about transitioning as a whole that could even come down to even something as small as just 
a tiny thought that you have in your brain every single day so this topic is something that is all-encompassing because this is something we do every single day but going forward and what the future holds for us it is going to hold a different impact on our performance that it is a necessity to know how we can think and continue to evolve while we are going onward in our lives. And with that, using the list provided by Forbes, we're today identifying which are the four dominant thinking moves we are operating in right now, and then we will check out the tips following on how to alter our thinking styles. So with the first mode to think of is being in defeatist mode. This is the inevitable. In this mental state, it is dominated by worry, frustration, and fear of what might go wrong. And our minds feed us all kind of negative and unproductive chatter of the doom and gloom variety that we see, hear, and almost can feel every single day of our lives. Personally, I see various ways I can be unsuccessful and how I can possibly come to the outcome but then my mind gets hemmed up on the negative and the unproductive chatter of well what if you don't do this or well what if you do this and then this happens that you may think is useful and it may be useful up until a certain point but for me personally after I've continuously done that for days on days in I am in the defeatist mode because I am not laying up on any of this negative and unproductive excuse me any of this negative and unproductive chatter that is going on and I just sit there and dwell on things that I could have done things that I should have done or how I could have done it correctly and so overall this is a negative use of our imagination of our frontal lobe our ideas are shut down and our idea producing performance is stalled in this mode so we definitely want to push through it it is inevitable it's always going to probably come back to this mode but there are ways that you can kind of jolt yourself out of this thinking style the second mode would be the sustainer mode this as well is an inevitable mode that you are always going to find yourself within this is a state of mind where, mo- where we are mostly going through the motions, thus sustaining the status quo. We're constantly checking our devices. We're multitasking. We're grinding it out all on autopilot. So we are making our way out of defeatist mode. We are making our way from taking ourselves away from the kinds of negative talk that is not necessary and starting to do things but it's more so on autopilot if you are from the great state of texas or are familiar with the greatest state of texas we have roads for days we have the longest roads in the world we are driving 70 to 80 miles per hour we are doing our thing but if you get so used to driving on these roads for so long eventually we are honestly all driving on autopilot so yes it is out of the defeatist mode Yes, you are in a new mode as a sustainer, but you are on autopilot. So if an idea does happen to flutter into the mind, we're apt to ignore it or conjure reasons as to why it would never work. 
again that negative self-talk is still within this mode but we're working our way out of it we just may be more apt to ignoring it or missing something just because the idea fluttered into our mind and we're still working out of the defeatist mode many jobs are primarily about execution and following established policies, procedures, and protocols. The downside of spending long periods in these modes is that they could be a dead end to your creativity. It could also diminish the creativity rather than causing us to challenge the status quo with game-changing ideas. And with that, it brings us to our third mode, which is the dreamer mode. We are here occasionally. Go ahead and pat yourself on the back if you're currently experiencing this state of mind. I would say that I am finding my comfort in this state of mind and I'm working my way towards the fourth mode that we'll speak, be speaking on shortly. So in the dreamer mode, you are on a performance path at least as far as generating ideas is concerned, guys. Maybe you got some good news that sent you off in the positive direction. In this mode, you can come up with ideas easily and without much effort. Personally, how I got into this mode is I have been generating ideas for the podcast for years now, which is insane every single time that I say it. But ever since that I have began the actual podcast, I have really been on a steady climb within my performance path and the ideas are generating at a much faster rate it has been amazing so be sure whenever you are in this mode to have thoughts like wouldn't it be great if dot 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 yes we are here occasionally in this mode and we are enjoying the dopamine rush of the feelings that the future holds but make sure that you understand that this feeling may be only for a little while the downside is if we never execute we never really enjoy the rewards of accomplishing and this is when we make it to the fourth and final mode that is the top tier of the top tiers which would be the opportunity mode within this state of mind our cognitive functions are operating at peak performance this mode builds up upon the dreamer mood but there's also an added element the action taking the action is the component that is the added element when it comes to the opportunity mode you are not just content just to hatch the ideas you have the intention to make those dreams a reality. Oh, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Let me say it again one more time. Let me, let me run that back. Let me run that back. You are not just content just to hatch the ideas. You have intention to make those dreams a reality. Amazing way to start this episode about intention and perception. Because we don't even think about the things that we are wanting to create and do for ourselves and just really share with the world and those intentions is what is always going to thrust you forward now in the end the perception is the inevitable they're always going to come back and have their own perception you just always pray that whenever you share that intentions you had the best intentions they were pure you truly meant what you had to say and you just hope and pray that there is an understanding that is taken from the audience 
gifts once they have received what you're giving them. And with that, the opportunity mode is with innovation. It is not only coming up with ideas, but also bringing them to life. I spoke again, personally spoke about this podcast for forever. I had the intentions to share what I thought would be something that I could be of use to share to the community, to our society, to above and beyond with the best intentions because I truly care about helping others. But I was able to fully be aware and be in the opportunity mode when I started bringing my ideas to life. I love the words, can't stop, won't stop. And in the words of Diddy's, can't stop, won't stop. It is in confidence and positivity and the can-do state of mind that helps you continue to push and bring these ideas to life. Be sure to know that problems turn into opportunities in this mode. Obstacles are simply challenges to be overcome. The impossible just takes you a little longer to get there. So with those things in mind, how can we shift our moods and raise performance? Here are four suggestions that are provided from the Forbes article. Number one, check on your mood of thinking frequently. I'm always speaking about sitting in your seat of awareness when it comes to your consciousness. If you are not familiar, be sure to read The Untethered Soul. I read this back in 2017 and this book has thrusted me forward towards the trajectory that my faith is pushing me towards that I am meant to be on. But it wasn't until I read that book that it literally slowly started to click for me. That book helped me so much. And once you read the book, you'll get a better understanding of what I mean sitting in your seat of awareness. And quick side note, if any of you all like to read, be sure to let me know. I'm thinking about starting a possible book club, but if we're not readers and we more so like to do games or things of that nature, definitely let me know so I can be sure to tailor it to the community as such. But going back to our four suggestions, The first one again was check on your mood of thinking frequently, sitting in your seat of awareness. When you're driving from home or you are taking a walk to the corner store, ask yourself, what mode of thinking have I been operating in today? In the recent days, what mode of thinking have I been operating in? Overall, what has my self-talk been and why? Another great suggestion is to take action on an idea. Take a look at your to-do list that you currently have. Pick one thing that you would enjoy doing today at this moment and make it happen. If you didn't know, I didn't know for forever, but now I know action calms fear. It can alter a negative mindset at any moment. Just like now, every single week, I come, I'm super excited to do the podcast, but then that fear comes over me and I'm like, oh my goodness, I gotta go, I gotta record, oh my goodness, it's gonna be on all these platforms, it's on the internet forever. And then once I'm in it, I am feeling so calm, I'm feeling like this is where I belong, and I just know that this is what is going to blossom into what has been put on my path, and I'm super excited, but if I never took action on this idea, 
I would never feel the calm after that fear that I felt up until starting this podcast. Another third suggestion would be to count to 10 and to win. So a way to shift out of defeatist mode is literally to count your blessings. If you are familiar, I have used a gratitude journal in the past whenever I am feeling super, super ungrateful and just fed up. I just take the time to think about the things that I am blessed to have, things that I have been thankful to enjoy and experience up until this point and just listing those out in that gratitude journal it really really helps me just get back into that mindset of okay yes we are thinking negative and this may not be the best moment at this time but here are the things that we do have we are blessed we are thankful and let's shift this mindset To shift from sustainer mode to opportunity mode, invite yourself to come up with as many solutions as possible to a challenge you are facing. I honestly am an analytical thinker to begin with, so this is kind of something that I personally do just as for fun, just to stress my brain out. But anything that I'm really passionate about, I just start finding so many different solutions and ways that I can share with my community that we would feel feasible as to the things that we like to enjoy. To make this shift, ask yourself, what are 10 ways you might address this problem? What are 10 reasons why you're happy to even be alive at this moment? After you've proven yourself that you can do this, consider how you might help others jumpstart their thinking and shift into performance enhancing modes. The fourth suggestion that Forbes gives is let your dreamer mode come out to play. Again, those mastermind groups, colleagues, those buddies, they are the ones that are always going to help you really get into those state of minds of just weighing in with different statements. Again, you can always start that statement with wouldn't it be great if and vocalize whatever comes to mind. This technique would be great with that group of people and you can also invite those individuals to come together, think about a possible task, product, or procedure that may be in need of an upgrade. Then you all can take a step back, look at how doing this, and then it will help shift the predominant mode of thinking. Although the things suggested in this topic, in this segment, may sound easy, it is not as easy as it looks. Everything takes hard work and consistency, and you just have to get used to doing these things to shift your narrative within your mind. So with that, be sure to read The Untethered Soul if you are not familiar, or even just to find a PDF version or audio version just to see if you'll possibly like to read into it. But it is a great book to get you started whenever it comes to being in that seat of awareness. And I believe once we are working our way into that seat of awareness, that is when everything starts to click and fall into place. So it is easy to fall into a less productive way of thinking without even being aware of it. It is also an inescapable part of human existence, but in awareness, there is always power. Becoming self-aware and identifying when you are in a negative mode, be sure to use these strategies to suggest a shift. 
Opportunity mode is what we are in search of overall, and it's where productivity originates. Performance just dramatically increases, and it's where your ideas flow like a mighty river. And with that, be sure to just continue to be in a state of awareness and continue to just adapt and shift and move in ways that are going to thrust you forward because it starts with self yes we are ones that speak on self-wealth but self-wealth you're always going to need a team to do that but it begins with you and it begins with the team that you're wanting to reach out to so the best way is to go ahead and sprinkle our way through our community and find those that are like-minded guys we are done with this episode it is always an amazing time to speak with you all and we will always catch up every single day even when we're not listening to the episodes together be sure to catch up on social media i am your host julissa b that is another episode of the organically going podcast i'll be chatting with you guys